Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I am joined by Alberto and Jim this week. How's it going, Jim? It is good, sir. Um, we are recording the week of Thanksgiving, and it means uh, trying to find the things that we all should be f- thankful for. And I'm thankful for the two of you this week. <laughs> Ain't that something? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, don't uh, get too excited. Or <laughs> like, oh, great. Yeah. I'm touched. <laughs> I think I you, you were saying before we we started recording that that you're running on fumes a little bit right now, and yep. I, I think that we're all a little little tired. We all have multiple things going on right now, and uh, and it, it's supposed to be a holiday weekend, but I think that we're all working <laughs> overload at this point. Yep. Uh, so you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, Alberto, what's going on with you? Oh, same old, same old. Still. Uh trying working with the jujitsu stuff and mat burn which is like rug burn but from a mat is a real thing and mm-hmm. it's painful and i'm kind of covered in it because i don't know how to move on the ground so lots learned yet <laughs> yeah, you'll get it you'll get it you'll get it I, i'm sure that the um the the type of workout that you're getting in the in the jujitsu stuff is so crazy different from anything that you had uh been doing in the in the gym that or even in in your previous martial arts that it's been quite the change for you oh yeah like now it's like i don't really got to worry about conditioning or worry about working out like the accessory muscles for you know mm-hmm. it's all getting done and it's all getting done at, at random so it's, it's really cool but like yeah there's a obviously at some point i'll learn enough to where i can use my strength to my advantage but like right now it's it's just comes down to I'm just like muscling my way through everything. There was absolutely no finesse. So anyone that I can go up against in the class that has finesse pretty much smashes me. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're getting there. I got a choke today and I think the guy let me do it, but I didn't ask it. I didn't want to know the answer. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, I got a choke today. <laughs> hey, take, take your wins where you can get yeah, them. Yeah. 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 You know, we'll move along. We'll, it's fun. It's entertaining. And it's just, you know, a lot of it's the, I always get bugged by Yvette. That I don't go out and I never do anything. Like I'm just not, I just don't, you know, it's just, I'd much rather be home. <laughs> so like this, this is turned into my like out, you know, like mm-hmm. my out with the guys, my out with friends. Cause everyone there is super cool. It's super casual. Yeah. So it was one of those things where like, I didn't quite realize like needed something like that, <laughs> you know, needed some socialization. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I think that's kind of what Kung Fu is for me. I, I'm getting out and doing, um, doing everything that I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, you know, in the house usually. Um, and then I find that I, you know, I, I get to actually speak face to face with people and, and things like that once a week, because that's all I get the chance to do right now. But uh, it, it, it's been a, a great outlet. Um, okay. So let's, um, Jim, any other, any club business or anything that we need to discuss on that side of things? I guess the one thing would be that um, those of you that have been listening to us for a while, and thinking about keto and whatnot, right around the corner is the first of the year. 
with which means New Year's resolutions and I'm going to do this in 2021 and everything. And we all know that this year has just sucked in so many ways. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you've fallen off the bandwagon, if you struggled, whatever the case may be, you know, just hang in there, do what you got to do. Um, look for a clean slate sooner than later, hopefully. Don't you don't have to wait until January 1st to make a change. But, you know, if that's what your target is, then um, find our groups, get the support that you need and um, come back. We always have a big surge at the first of the year with guys who are looking for keto and weight loss and things like that. So uh, I expect a lot of new faces in the coming weeks as everybody um, gets rid of the covid. What's you have the freshman 15. What's the covid the COVID <laughs> curve, maybe we'll just call it the COVID curve. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. That works. Yeah, that yeah. works. I was yeah. thinking thirty because it's definitely uh, <laughs> it's going to be larger <laughs> than the freshman fifteen. I think. Yeah, uh, for a lot of a lot of folks. So uh, definitely, and, and, and you know, in, in contrast that to that though, and and this actually leads wow. us into some of our shout outs. We've got some some guys out there in the group that are using the you know this time of of lockdown to their advantage they are are kicking butt as far as transforming and not letting uh social distancing and everything else be an, ex, an excuse for them so we'll we'll give those shout outs uh, specifically in a in a minute but yeah it's it's definitely going to be one of those things that we hit the new year and everybody's going to be ready to Start fresh in some way, shape, or form, regardless of what the uh, social climate is outside. They're going to be like, okay, new year, new me, and that's not going to change at all, <laughs> I'm sure. So we'll, we'll, we'll be excited to see all those new faces and hopefully the transformations that follow with that. Mm -hmm. That will uh, be very cool. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, – well, first, uh, before I give our information, the, the point of our show today is that we're going to talk about Christmas gifts and what we uh, – suggestions that were given to us about things uh, that, that the guys would want on their holiday shopping list that would be keto approved. And so we've got some really cool ideas and um, got a list here that, that's uh, suggested. And then, of course, we'll have our own spin on some of those suggestions, I'm sure. Uh, so that would be really great. And uh, so stay tuned for that. If you would like to uh, connect with us in some way, shape or form, you can visit our website, theketomansclub.com. We have links to all of our Facebook pages, all of our uh, different podcast uh, groupings, all of our everything there on the website. So I won't go through everything, everything, but you can also email us. Uh, you can do that at keto man's club podcast at gmail.com or text or leave us a voicemail at 512-518-6161. So you've got a few different ways to connect with us. We'd love for you to do so. If you find this conversation today with uh, Christmas gifts and things like that, that might be beneficial to you or, Maybe say you want to give your loved ones an idea of what you would like. Uh, feel free to reach out or do the, um, uh, do, you know, send this, send this episode to, to that person. And, and we can use that as something that, that would be beneficial for, um, you know, you it, to, to get the things that you're wanting on that list, uh, get, you know, all that type of thing. So, 
definitely share uh, the episodes that you find value in with those that you care about because they might uh, find it valuable as well. Uh, so that's enough business with that. Let's go ahead and dig into our shout outs. Alberto, let's start with you. I am going with our very own Kevin Carter, who uh, put the post out there with, uh, with Turkey Day just a couple days away. It's when we're recording. Um, what is your strategy every other day? Or do you, do you have a plan or do we need to have a plan? I just think that was, that was a very good post, very well timed. And I mean, we don't, you know, whatever your plan is, whatever your plan is, but do you have one? Are you, are you going into this thing blind and, you know, risking a rebound or are you going in with a plan, going to enjoy what you're going to enjoy and go get right back to where you were? And I just thought it was a good post or some good comments in there of, uh, of what people are going to do. And it's, it's kind of all over the board, but it's all friendly discussion. Yeah, absolutely. The discussions like that are so very important. And uh, I can tell you from personal experience, going in without a plan doesn't work very well. Um, because that's how I regained about, you know, 15, 20, 30 pounds, something like that. I, 15 to 20. Um, and it got stuck there for a while. And so go, have a plan is the moral of the story. Um, have have <laughs> a plan. Never heard. Yeah, whether it be uh, to, to make it through the Christmas holiday, whether it be make it through Thanksgiving, have a plan of some sort. For me, I'm going to be wearing my continuous glucose monitor the entire time. Uh, I've got it through the month through through the month of December, which will make it so that I can't cheat uh, without it being logged somehow. And <laughs> so I give myself no ounce as far as that goes, but it also gives me the ability to measure it. Uh, this week, um, I. I accidentally, well, accidentally on purpose, ate a, a dish from a, a Chinese restaurant uh, that, and we'll get back to the shout outs here in a second, but uh, I, I ate something from a, a Chinese restaurant and uh, the sauce on it had way more sugar in it than what I would normally have taken in, but it was kind of a last minute thing, poor planning that day. Uh, but the nutritionist that saw the spike that came from that was like, Oh, you totally recovered fast enough. That was way better than anything that I normally would see. So you're you're good. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take it. That's a win in my book. Uh, that means that my uh, insulin resistance has improved over the years and and uh, and all of that. So that's great. Uh, so uh, Jim, who's your shout out? My shout out is to Mr. Tommy Corson, C O U R S O N who is a resident of St. Petersburg, Pennsylvania. And dude likes the um, Spider-Man style shirt, uh, meaning that, you know, that kind of skin tight type thing. And he has a fantastic before and after that is skin tight in both. Um, this guy, he wrote, uh, feel like half the man I used to be, because he probably is. He says that he started doing clean keto, and then gradually transitioned to a mostly carnivore lifestyle, uh, had recently hit some plateaus, and has been doing fat cycling, where high-fat day breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all containing good fats and protein, and then low-fat day two meals, lean protein, followed by a 36-hour fast and re and repeat, refeeding with a high-fat day, and that's what's moving the scale. The it, it it's the same guy because you can tell by the bald head and the goatee. But other than that, completely night and day difference. He's probably in a small, maybe maybe a medium, um, you know, again, like um, Under Armour shirt, like 
skin tight kind of thing. And it's just remarkable to look at. So uh, way to go to Tommy for making a big change. You got a lot of uh, feedback in the uh, Keto Man's Club about uh, the look and everything. And says that he started at 312 and has dropped to 194 in a year and a half. So pretty wow. remarkable. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Yep. So I am shouting out uh, Jason Thompson again, another transformation where he uh, just totally changed things over from full on beer gut, you know, dad bod type thing to skinny and fit and looking, looking confident and, and healthy uh, in, in his post and in his transformation post or transformation Tuesday post, he didn't actually post many details. He just posted the picture. But looking over his previous posts in the one-on-one club a couple of days ago, he posted some of the stats. So he's 90 pounds down, uh, a major, major transition. You can tell that he's built a lot of muscle while he's doing it. His wife has been doing it with him. She's 65 pounds down herself. And so between the two of them, they are, are just really kicking butt and doing everything um, doing everything that he can to win. And I think that the, my favorite part about it is not only is he sharing motivational pictures that, that show some of our people that are just getting going, uh, you know, that you, that you can do it too, that it can be done. But then he showed how, because four hours ago he posted a day in the life and posted exactly what he did all the way through eight to 10,000 steps and all this additional information that really, again, puts, it out there. Hey, you can do this. It can be done. It's uh, a slog sometimes, but you can totally do it. It's, it's achievable. And so, uh, really, uh, want to uh, show appreciation to Jason, not just for, uh, the, you know, the kudos, but also for the contribution he's making to the group to actually invest some time into pumping up others and, and giving back and saying, Hey, you can do this too. So that's really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. So before we get into any of our discussion on Christmas gifts and things like that, we had a product that we've, you know, apologies to this, to, to this company because we, we've had the, the, the item to, to try for a little while. And seriously, it was like, we just kept forgetting. So like from about a month now, we've been promising them that we would, uh, we get we we talk about it on air and then share that out. But this goes right along with our ethos. I always close out every episode with eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, repeat. Well, this is going along with that sleep part. It's called Som Sleep and S O M Sleep, and it's a um, melatonin based supplement drink. Just uh, just a few ounces, eight ounces. Um, and a little can, a little blue can. It's uh, zero sugar. And I can tell you, based on my, my glucose uh, uh, response, it did nothing for my glucose response. I, di I didn't get any, even a blip on the radar. So the sweetener that they have in here is not, uh, the erythritol was not enough to cause a glucose response at all for me. So that, that's a, a good sign as far as keto-friendly goes. But it's it's basically just a drink that's supposed to help you get to sleep and stay asleep. And the truth is it did exactly that for me. And Berto, you, you drank half a can and felt it in like no time. And like, 
you were out, right? Oh yeah. yeah this stuff is like quite literally the anti-energy drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, I mean, the, the can is the same size too. So it's like, as I'm like, this is just weird. Like, you know, it's in the fridge. I'm like, well, don't accidentally grab this. If you think you grab an energy drink, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but I mean, I I'm extremely sensitive to like I can't even take cold medicines for the most part because usually the side effects I get from the medication are worse than having the actual cold. So and I was very cautious with this thing, and uh, me and my wife actually split one, so we only had what four ounces each. And honestly, by the t- I, we each finished it, a very very pleasant tasting. I guess that's the only way to put it. Mm-hmm. Good flavor, not overly sweet, not overly anything extremely palatable and very pleasant. And uh, so anyways, drink it, hop in the shower. I barely got out of the shower before I got that, like kind of like that wave of like tiredness over my body. It's only like more like relaxation. That's a better way to put it. Like a wave of relaxation. And I'm like, Whoa, this stuff kicks in quick. Anyway, I mean, all I can tell you from that point on is I had the most vivid dreams that I've ever had mm-hmm. that I can recall. And I couldn't tell you what I was dreaming about like right now, but I just know they were extremely vivid. So, you're going to try to correlate vivid dreams to, to REM sleep. I mean, we were there and Yvette said the exact same thing. Like she was having some crazy vivid dreams. Um, so for, we were jokingly calling it like nightmare fuel when we woke up in the morning, but we weren't having nightmares. <laughs> so we, now we refer to it as dream fuel mm-hmm. and uh, the stuff works. And what I'm really going to be really intrigued by is if when I travel out of town and stay at hotels, because I mean, when I stay at hotels, if I get one good night of sleep out of five, that's a good week for me. So uh, I'll, I'm very intrigued to take some with me. I got a couple cans left that I'm going to save if I ever travel for work again. And then I'm, I'm gonna really curious how that's going to go in a hotel. Because if this stuff, if a whole can put me out for the night and I get a solid eight hours of sleep, then I'm sold. This stuff's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a brand. And, and, and here's the, the thing that's different. This isn't just melatonin. I, I should probably say that. Um, this is a, a proprietary blend of L-theanine, GABA, which is another hormone similar to melatonin that that helps to support the, uh, I believe it's the serotonin production in the brain, which is our, our rela- relaxation uh, uh, hormone release, and then melatonin, uh, which most people are familiar with. Uh, and it's like 357 milligrams of this stuff in this can. It's a lot. And so I definitely, when I when I would drink it, I would feel it within about 15 or 20 minutes, which is what they say. They say to uh, drink 30 minutes before you are ready to sleep, uh, best served chilled. And um, it's drug-free, vegan, gluten-free, allergen-free, preservative-free, no artificial colors, no artificial flavors. So it, it's very pleasant, very subtle, nothing too crazy. It does have um, a little erythritol. Um uh, monk fruit and stevia uh, in it. And then the other thing that that's in here, it's not listed as an active ingredient because it, it isn't active, but that, that helps support the relaxation is the magnesium citrate, which normally people would associate with a, uh, the laxative, but magnesium in general is a, a muscle relaxant. So that can be ben- beneficial as well. Uh, so really some, some really solid stuff in, in this can. I like, I, I totally would buy it. I would totally buy it because it would definitely help uh, me be able to, to sleep and, you know, I sleep okay, 
but with a dog that's usually in the bed, a wife that I'm sharing the bed with, and then, you know, a house full of four animals total, sometimes nights aren't that deep. My, my sleep doesn't get that deep. And then, Berto, you have you have a young one and then two not as young, but still and a dog. very active kids <laughs> and a dog all in the house. So getting a full night restful sleep for you is probably the same type of thing. Yeah, and, and, and with this product, too, it, it's not going to knock you out. I mean, like like the, like the instructions say, you got to be ready for bed. Like mm-hmm. if you decided to drink this stuff in the middle of the day, you might get a little relaxed, but it's not like it's going to put you down. And, and you're going to be done for the day. Like you've, you've got to be prepared. You got to be ready for bed. You got to be in chill mode. And this is just kind of tips you over that relaxation edge where you just kind of sink into the pillow in the bed and, yeah. and just kind of like drift off. Like, but I would imagine just like any other, you know, supplement of this nature, like you could fight it and you could stay awake and be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could, you could for sure. So yeah, really uh, a, a product that that we're glad we're, we're thankful they they gifted us with with the sample packs that they that they they gave and so we're thankful for them uh, to them for that. So the uh, so we don't have a discount code currently and and I don't know for sure if we're going to end up having one, but we will definitely put a link to their website because this is a product that we can get behind um, and we like to support products like that. The same way that we support uh, through giving a link to the website for our friends over at Liquid uh, on our on our link tree and things like that. You, you know, we're we're not getting any kickbacks or anything like that. It's just the ability for us to really um, support brands that that are are really keto friendly and and support the ethos of of what we. Uh, think are important to life uh, and, and all of that. So really, uh, really cool um, stuff there. Um, another reminder before I go any further, I forgot to, to mention this earlier uh, for anyone that got their merch, because by the time this airs, people will have their merch. Uh, make sure to post a picture or two of you in your hoodie or in your new t-shirt uh, on the Facebook groups or on the uh, Facebook page for the podcast, because we'd love to to see you wrapping it, and that may end up showing up in a banner image at some point. You know, who knows? So please, uh, please sh- uh, capture and share that with us if you would. Uh, we love seeing uh, our guys uh, repping the uh, the shirts and, and and whatnot. And there will be more more merch eventually down down the line. Um, you know, I think at this point uh, we haven't really talked about it, but we might end up uh, being able to say on demand, be able to get things as long as we make the make it clear that when you order something, that there will be a little lag time between when you order it and when you get it. Um, we may be able to get there before too long with the uh, the catalog that we've got going. So we've got some really cool stuff going on there uh, as well. Well, any other business to attend to before we dig into Christmas gift world? We're ready to rock, man. I don't think so. No? Okay, very good. Where's well, the jingle bells? <laughs> well, maybe I can uh, maybe get a sound effect that I can drop well, if you in pull that off, post. that would just make my day the day I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I will see what I can do. Uh, so we're, we're going to go ahead and, and talk through some of the uh, examples that, or the, the, the ideas that, that were given to us um, through uh, the, the Facebook group and through Instagram. Uh, Jim, why don't you you start us off? I, I've kind of you know, been quiet over in the corner. So start us off with with uh, one of these categories, and we can kind of talk about it. 
Wait a minute. We have to start it right. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll leave it to let, leave it to Chris Kringle over there who who has some of us have red suits and white gloves and furry beards that, <laughs> that we wear is, during the month of December. And that is true. I had to sneak out and talk to my assistant about that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, get, give it, get us started with uh, one of the areas that we uh, that you want to dig into first. Well, I guess the thing, the best place to start is the kitchen. Okay. Because so much of keto revolves around food, obviously, and everything. And as Chris mentioned earlier, we put this into our groups and on our Instagram and whatnot to get feedback from our followers and members of um favorite things they want for Christmas that uh, have a keto theme. So um, one of the things that I want to bring up is new pots and pans. And it kind of sounds, well, you know, you can cook it anyway, but yet, as we all know, there are different, just like you're, if you build a house or whatever, having the right tools makes the job a lot easier or more enjoyable. So I think a, um, a nice set of pots and pans can absolutely um, make the cooking experience a little bit better, especially if you're doing like vegetables and you steam versus if you've got a skillet that you do your steak in or whatever, if you're in the cold weather and can't cook outside. So I think pots and pans are just a, a, an obvious choice to start. And I don't know if you guys have any thoughts or feelings on like, what's your go-to item in the kitchen? As far as pots and pans go, we um, have a lot of uh, different uh, things out there that, that, you know, a lot of different options. And I know for me personally, um, I've got my, – my wife is a, a foodie, and so we, we have a pretty decent stock of, of things to work with. But my favorites that I, that I personally end up using most of the time – is uh, our cast iron pans. We've got some old school uh, cast iron pan, and and uh, and we ended up getting a, a cast iron uh, uh, Dutch oven, uh, which can be, be used inside as well as outside, you know, stovetop or inside the oven. Uh, mm -hmm. So that that's that's very flexible and can be used in a lot of different ways. Cast iron is great, and it's it's great for many different reasons including that it actually will help you with your iron intake because some of that cast iron, that the iron itself works its way into your food and that will help your iron levels not get deficient because sometimes we, we get a little, maybe not necessarily to a point of a diagnosis of anemia, but it's really easy with our, our current food culture, unfortunately for us not to get enough iron in our diet. And so that's one of the ways that you can boost that up quite a lot. And so I'm a big fan of our cast iron. It's not great for things like eggs. So a good uh, nonstick pan of some sort is, is very helpful with that. My cousin uh, went a little overboard. He went to a restaurant supply store and got this huge uh, nonstick cast iron pan. And I, I can throw like a dozen eggs in that thing and fry them all at the same time. And it doesn't even crowd them. It's crazy. It's great. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's great for, for that type of thing. And so really um, that that's my pots and pans suggestion. Berto. Hey, I mean, you can't go wrong with cast iron. I mean, regardless, uh, I got a lot of cast iron and I would agree with the Dutch oven. Um, there is also enamel coated cast iron, which, which is nice. 
the only downside of that is things do tend to stick to a little bit. So you got to use like a lot of butter, a lot of oil. But if, I guess if you're keto, then that's kind of just a bonus. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I only have one little tiny nonstick pan that I use if I'm just cooking a couple eggs. Otherwise, everything's in an enamel coated cast iron or just a regular cast iron. They do take a little more maintenance, but they're heavy in their lifetime. So that's that's kind of a good thing. Uh, any and all Pyrex dishes will go a long way. Uh, you, you know, because eventually you're going to put stuff in the oven. So Pyrex, definitely. Uh, a lot of things people don't think about. Dessert spoons, silicone dessert spoons. Uh, we have like raw bamboo spatulas. So after they kind of wear themselves down, you just recycle the whole thing. Um, and I also frequent the, the restaurant supply store entirely way too often. And I have a pretty decent array of uh, stainless steel spatulas as well. So, that, you know, I can use my stainless steel in the cast iron, you're not going to hurt it. And you know, you're, you're about as chemical free as you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Our so friend, don't forget about the utensils. Yeah. The, our, our friend, Anthony J would, would approve that message for sure. Uh, I would say one, I want to add one quick thing about the, um, the cast iron a couple of years back, I went and bought, um, it's kind of like a sponge wrapped in chain mail mm. and it's great. I have a cast iron skillet that has ridges in it and I cook steak on it before. And it kind of, it gives the lines of the, on the, like you'd have on a grill or whatnot, but that thing will get in and get a lot of the gristle out and whatnot as well. So you can find them at different places. They're a little bit tough to find, but the chain mail thing definitely helps you clean a cast iron skillet because you don't want to throw it in the dishwasher, obviously, or mm-hmm. wash it with heavy soap and water, things like that. Absolutely. I, we don't have it on a sponge, but we just have a kind of a, a cloth patch, even though it's not, it has no cloth in it yeah, of, yeah. of uh, chain mail that's been put together. It has a little hook on it that you can use to hang it up and whatnot. It's a really, really effective way of, of really digging in and get it, getting the type of surface clean. And um, like we said, you can't scratch it. You can't damage the surface no. because it's, it's straight cast iron. You don't have a, a nonstick surface to deal and, with. And following that note, get a very good pair of five fingered, oven mitts Mm -hmm. because the easiest way to clean that cast iron is when it's still hot and there's no way you're going to be handling a hot cast iron Mm -hmm. with hot chain Mm -hmm. mail with your bare hands it's not going to work out if you get yourself a really good pair of of oven mitts then you can kind of go to town that thing you can have that thing clean in no time i just cleaned mine this weekend and same thing got it real hot you get it real hot you put a bunch of coarse salt in there shake it around you just go to town with this chain mail and the hot salt scrubs every nook and cranny and then at that point, the thing's smoking hot, so you give it a quick oiling. I use avocado oil. It's the easiest one to use, the easiest one to get your hands on. You don't got to worry about where you're going to store it. And then I, So I had it from finished cooking a meal to spotless and ready for the next one and, and seasoned again in probably under 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't take long. doesn't take long at all. Uh, very cool. Um, so that's pots and pans. The next suggestion was air fryer. Uh, I know that we have a combination toaster air fryer that we have. Uh, Jim, Berto, do you have much experience with those? Never used one, so I can't comment on that. <laughs> you are air fryer experts. Okay. So the one that we have, um, <laughs> it works. It definitely works and, and does what we need to do. Uh, the, the thing, that, the downside to the design that we have, which is it really is kind of created or set up like a, a toaster oven. So it's not. Uh, not vertical and like a, a bowl, like I've seen some of them. It is a, a on the side a rack. It's built to be a convection oven. Uh, it's a Ninja Foodie. I forget which exact model it is, but it's a it's a Ninja brand air fryer that 
kind of does air frying, a convection oven, toaster, everything in one type thing. And if you do something really, really fatty, sometimes that evaporates, gets on the front glass door and drips down. And for us, it drips down onto our microwave and my wife gets annoyed by that. So when I do pork belly and things like that in the air fryer, she she's like, sure, you clean up. So I need to do a better job of that. But that's the only downside to that. But I think that's more to do with the design of this one. Uh, the other ones that I've seen, they are more like a... Um, a cylinder that has a rack at the bottom of it so that it, it, the items don't hit the bottom. And then the actual uh, circ- air circulation, everything kind of comes from the top and it, it, it's a combination of circulating the air and, and letting it cook in its own oils and things like that. And that, that helps it to be theoretically more healthy, even though we are big fans of including the fat and not letting it, you know, die away. I usually will capture that. And I just doing one rather large pork belly. I filled up a very large Mason jar with uh, fat that I've been using to cook off of uh, a pork belly. So and uh, definitely uh, something to, uh, to use for sure. Uh, so that's the air fryer measuring spoons. So it's another thing. And that, that can be a complicated thing because you're, uh, there are different styles of them. Uh, do you guys have any preferences on those? Yeah, I'm going to go with kind of like what I said before: stainless steel, plain and simple, and mm-hmm. and, and and in the same, you know, family. Uh, get yourself a, a digital kitchen scale that will do grams and ounces that you can tear out, so you can zero it out. That'll go a long way. What I find works best for me is I have a, like a real nice stainless steel set, of legit measuring spoons, and measuring cups. But then I also have a set of just generic plastic ones because inevitably you're always going to need more, <laughs> more than you have. Mm-hmm. So I got my main ones and I got my backup ones for when I'm cooking something that requires more spoons. But uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with those. Yeah, agreed. I would just add um, with the measuring side of things, also a good food scale. Yes. Because that way, you know, if you're measure, if you're really wanting to measure things and so on, you know, get a nice digital scale that as you're, putting two things together, you can see exactly what you've got and not just guesstimates. Well, and our, and our friend, Carrie Brown, who's been on the podcast, she would tell you measure by the weight, not by the, the, the volume. So a, a cup of flour, or we wouldn't use flour, but almond flour, let's say almond flour, uh, a cup of almond flour will weigh a certain amount, but it, different cups of almond flour that can sometimes the, the, the volume on that varies or if you scoop it too much or too little, you know, all that type of thing. So she is a big fan of, of weighing everything and uh, in, in letting that be your measure. So when she creates a recipe, her recipe may say one cup of, but it will also have a gram or an ounce amount of what it should weigh. And that's more, consistent than what the measuring cup system might be. So that, that would be the other thing. And the other thing on this, the kitchen scale side, I have this teeny tiny little one and I have to like crane my head and try to see under some of my plates or the things that I try to weigh on it uh, to be able to see either that, or I'll put something cylindrical and smaller and and place my plate on top of it. So I can actually see the display (laughs) because it's just too small. So, it doesn't cost that much more if you're doing an initial investment, 
go ahead and get one that's a larger size that you can actually, you know, place a plate or a bowl on and it not cover the display. And that, yeah. that, that can go along. Yeah, and honestly, I think I got mine off Amazon for like 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. And I've been, I've been running that thing for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really um, not, not, you know, th- those are, are easy to obtain and uh, they definitely make a big difference and they help you with tracking too, because if you're tracking, you need to have a way of measuring those, those things. And that's important. Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and go straight from the kitchen, uh, kitchen items to cooking items. So implements on how to, uh, how to, to, Burn your meat as it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we can go the old-fashioned way of just the wood-burning fire, wood-burning grill, and whatnot. Or those of us in Indiana have gas grills. Don't make fun of me. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a gas grill. Hey, heat's heat, man. Mm-hmm. Heat's heat. I uh, would eat a steak off it. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, there uh, wood-burning uh, grill, fire pit, smokers, all of that. Let's. Um, Unravel some of the clarifications on those, just because there's different classifications. Um, Berto, you have like one of everything uh, in that yes. regard, uh, and you have one that is everything as well. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about that that main grill and the different variations there, and then we can talk about some of the other options too. Absolutely. I mean, gas grills, gas grill. Everyone knows how to operate a gas grill, how they work. That's probably your best bet you can find. Uh, like little three burners that are probably going to be less expensive that you'll still get a lot of mileage out. You'll get a lot of mileage out of, but uh, let me promise you one thing that doesn't matter what grill you buy, you will shortly wish that you had bought the next bigger size. So, so it's a look at that two ways. One, it doesn't matter what size you buy because you're going to want the next bigger size. So you could, you know, you can look at it as a negative or a positive, but you get a lot of mileage out of a propane grill. I've used many of those. Um, the way I actually kind of went about it was uh, I just, I started with a old fashioned charcoal, Weber kettle grill, you know, your, your globe on, on a pegs on, on a tripod. And I, I got good at that. And then from there, went up to a gas grill. And then from a gas grill, went to a stick burner. And then from a stick burner, went to a pellet grill. And then from a pellet grill, <laughs> went to my monstrosity now that is a pellet grill, wood fired grill, gas grill, gas griddle combo. And I, I, and you can use them every one and all between. You get a lot of mileage out of any of these things. So if you're in it for low bucks, you could actually probably go to Walmart. I think Walmart sells – it's a really cheap grill, but it's like 40 bucks, and you, it's a rectangular charcoal grill. And you can get a lot of stuff done and learn a lot off of that thing mm-hmm. before it pretty much falls apart on you. And then you can step up to, to something you know, a little better. Yeah. But, um, I mean, all and anything in between. You know, charcoal is pretty obvious. Offset stick burner like I have is your traditional smoker where you start a fire on one side, put them in the air side, and slow and low that way. Uh, burning actual wood pellet grill which i also have same concept just automated and then uh gas griddle uh griddle's nice blackstone makes them those things are awesome if you're going to go the griddle route i highly recommend you find one with a lid because you just don't want that thing open in the elements 24 7 yeah very definitely um the for those that like to do diy or try to save a few bucks and want to do the smoking grill thing what my wife and i did uh, a few years ago uh, when we moved to texas was we got a 55 gallon uh food grade drum ended up getting it sandblasted to make sure that none of the 
remaining food grade liner stuff ended up, you know, being in there and everything. And then we uh, painted, conditioned, got a kit for all the vents and everything. So we basically built our own vertical smoker. And we were using it yesterday uh, and it's great. Now, the problem with grills, uh, especially because they live outside in general, is that they will eventually start to, to fall apart, break. Uh, things will degrade whenever you've got high heat involved. Uh, so you've got lots of different possible things going on with that. But doing a little bit of maintenance here or there, we've replaced a grade or two, uh, which is, has, has helped to, to extend the longevity of it. We're several years in at this point, though, and we're planning on, on you know, trying to figure out what our next option is going to be for uh, smoker slash grill. This one has it, the, the kit is nice because you can put your uh, fire basket where you get your heat from in this design on a couple different levels, either all the way at the bottom up a little bit off the, off the base of the, uh, the smoker or up higher. And that way you can actually have multiple tiers of smoking. If you want, it can, it can cook a lot of food at once if needed. And so it's really great. But yeah, we did a, uh, pork loin, a, um, tri-tip, a, uh, 10 pound brisket and I think pork belly all on one fire in that over the period oh of like God. six or seven hours yesterday. So it really, it, and we, we took a lot of that meat and put it in the freezer so that it will just, you know, it'll go for a while, but just a lot of stuff all at once. And, and it made, uh, you know, it was a very nice hot fire for, a, for quite a period of time and try, you know, we, we, because it didn't get done until later in the day, I, we, we sampled everything today and oh my gosh, it's all perfect, which is exactly what I expect from my wife's cooking because, well, she's just really good at it. See, everything that you've talked about is the third bullet point on our list. So I'm skipping the middle one for a second. Uh -huh. and sure. A, a cooking school, so to speak, not so much a, um, you know, here's how you make bread or mm -hmm. cut a potato or whatever the case may be. And apologies for using two carb foods right off the top of the bat. <laughs> but, um, you know, like learning how to really cook a steak well on a grill or learning how to do brisket well on a smoker, things like that. I know that everything and anything is on YouTube and it can be found there and you can watch it and so on. But, you know, if you invest a lot of money in meat, you got a one shot deal to do it right. So either having somebody that is uh, more familiar with it than you are, if you've not done that before, or um, just finding out, testing it on smaller portions, things like that, um, definitely ease into it because you don't really want to go out and buy, you know, a 90 pound or $90 brisket and throw it on there and give everybody food poisoning because you didn't cook it long enough or didn't do something right. So, yeah. So yeah. give, give the person who's wanting to get into the grilling world, see if there's a grilling cooking school or class mm -hmm. or something like that, because then not only do you learn how to do a steak, but you might be really cool and like learn how to do all kinds of stuff that nobody else can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm definitely not the person to teach such things. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, um, so yeah, so really cool stuff uh, there on that idea. I think that's a really great way to go. And there's lots of resources out there and maybe some of our friends like Frank, 
might be, you know, one of those that eventually creates some of that stuff. I know that he has all sorts of uh, different videos out there already of, of showing what he does, um, but maybe he could go a little in depth on one thing or another thing eventually. So it would be, uh, it'd be great to, to see all of that. Um, and then the other option, the, the one that we skipped uh, a second ago was the sous vide. Uh, so completely the opposite pretty much <laughs> of the direct, you know, put it on the fire uh, cooking method is the sous vide, which is uh, you, know, suspend, you suspend whatever it is that you're cooking in some type of heated water. And usually it's very, very, very low and slow, like over a period of 12 to 24 hours. And, uh, and but I understood be- from watching po- or videos and posts, it can be some of the best food you've ever had also. Yeah, it, it really, it, 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 from everything that I've heard, it, it can be great. Um, and so it's definitely a method that has its merit uh, in, in use. You can get something, a perfect temperature as far as the, the meat temperature or something like that. And then uh, if you want some of that, that crisp or that bite of, you know, a, a, uh, a char, you can, you can get your cast iron hot, real, real hot right before you're about to eat it throw it on there, flip it over after a minute or two, and, and then you're done and you're ready to eat. And so definitely uh, some really good stuff there um, to work with. So, uh, so yeah, that's a, um, that's sous vide. And I guess we could probably go straight into food and drink because that would be a natural progression, right? Makes sense to me. Okay. So the food and drink uh, items, keto root beer, uh, Virgil's sugar-free is one of those that is a great option. I would also suggest the root beer flavor from uh, Zevia. It's actually mm-hmm. quite good. Um, and then a keto starter set. Uh, Berto, do you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, I mean, I mean that would be very individual as to, as to how you're going to approach keto. You know, uh, almond flour. I mean, I'm assuming you know, we'd be putting together our own kit here, right? So... If- Honestly, that kit, I would imagine I would want to include measuring spoons because if you're going to buy almond flour, you're going to need measuring spoons. Uh, whatever sweetener you decide to go with, uh, some, I mean, it all depends on what you have and what you don't have. It'd be kind of, that would have to be very individualized to the person. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, the, the, um, the starter set, it, it I, I think you're exactly right. It, it needs to be, um, specific to whatever it is that they're they're looking for or needing uh yeah, I mean, like it says here a recipe book mm-hmm. um yeah. and flour coconut flour butter heavy whipping cream and i'm just literally rattling stuff off the top of my head eggs definitely a lot of eggs bacon mm-hmm. uh beef in any way shape or form uh pork chicken wings i'm just going through like all the stuff that i normally eat <laughs> cream yeah. cheese yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think all of those are are great and, and uh, good good options for sure. So that's um, that's the keto starter set that was a suggestion, and then meat. Of course, we we kind of mentioned that in that, but uh, yeah, some some folks were like, "Well, you know, perfect gift for me would be half a cow." Well, <laughs> that would be that would be great, you know, great gift. That's uh, you know, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> absolutely. So, it's utterly perfect. Utterly oh. perfect. Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm running out of here. So you're going to get bad puns now. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, me is it goes right along with that. Definitely want to, uh, you know that 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 you know is a, a great thing. Uh, then of course to go with the food, there's whiskey and bourbon, which I think was an excellent suggestion. Uh, there's I, I'm I in the the last couple years I've been introduced to more varieties, and I definitely am a uh, rye variety kind of guy that's my my preference at this point something about that specific technique of creating uh spirits is, it just calls to me um any specific brands that you you guys want to call out that you like sure um uh, i mean if we're going in my opinion straight best bang for your buck it, i'm going to stick with george dickel mm-hmm. uh, you know like 20 20 to 30 dollars and you actually get a Really, really good bottle of whiskey. Uh, somewhere just step up from there. Basil and Hayden's phenomenal. Uh, and then if uh, if you really want to go, you know, top end, I, I like Willet on the very top end of things. So I mean, there you got anything, you know. There's a, there's a full price range in there, and I I would imagine that any man would be happy with any of those because they're all pretty solid. Yeah, Jim, any any suggestions from from your side? You know, I've got a couple of local places that I I get buy from, but I am not a uh, I'm not a big drinker really. So it's more of a whatever somebody suggests, I'll try that night. Um, I did have a um, a vodka recently from a place in Southern Indiana, uh, Big Woods. It's a cinnamon flavor. Um, it's pretty kind of really good. It's not like the Fireball that is a shot and you want to fall to the floor. It's very smooth. So, um, yeah, I mean, just kind of look around and see sample mm-hmm. as you can and mm-hmm. make a note when you like something and roll with it. Yeah, absolutely. This time of year, most liquor stores on weekends, they'll have little tasting stations. At least they did. I haven't been to a liquor store in a while. Who knows now? <laughs> yeah. With, with the COVID concerns, I'm pretty sure I, like they used to have wine samples at, at, at HEB or grocery stores here. And I haven't seen those in, in months at this point. I am pretty sure that people are scared of swapping spit accidentally somehow or anything that might cause someone to, to bring down their, their face cover of some sort. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's probably not something that's happening right now. But if you do go out to a, a, a pub or to a bar, uh, I always will – I'll always tell the server, Hey, you know, I, I like rise. What would you suggest? And I, sometimes I'll just say, hmm, surprise me, get me something. And, uh, you know, because the price point on them, usually, unless it's super, super high end, I had to <laughs> come back one time going, just so you know, the price point on this one drink would be X. And I was like, no. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go with something a slightly lower end on that one. And <laughs> we, we did, and it was still good. So that, that was kind of one of those things that I, 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 that's a great way to experiment and try something new. Uh, so yeah, spirits, um, a good whiskey, a bourbon is a good thing there. Um, then to completely change gears, we, we, I think we've covered everything that was on the, the list for, that stuff. Any other things that you guys can think of, uh, food or kitchen or, you know, uh, that type of thing? No. I mean, if anyone yeah. has any questions on the grills, I mean, feel free to reach out to me mm-hmm. or Frank or, I mean, anyone post in the group. There is no shortage of, uh, of answers you'll get if you post in the group. People have done it in the past and mm-hmm. you're going to get opinions from every angle. So you, you will get a good answer. Yeah, you will get a good answer. Uh, yeah, we definitely get um, 
some, I, I wouldn't even call them arguments, but heated debates. I, I do think yes. that it gets to the heated debate stage whenever the, you. There, there's purists with the wood, the stick burners and the, the, the easy bake smokers. And yeah. I was a stick burning purist until I decided that I'm just not going to lose sleep over food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, and, and it's, that's, that's definitely the case. I was, I lost sleep on the food last night waiting for our brisket to be ready until one or two o'clock in the morning. So, um, it's just kind of the way that is, uh, let's shift gears then to health. So there are a lot of tools out there and out of the three of us, I'm the one that's going to be able to talk to this probably the most, but I'll let you guys speak to it first. Uh, what are your favorite go-tos for either health gadgets or tools that you have used either to track or provide you information that helps you on your keto journey? I'll let Berto go first. Uh, I do have an Apple watch, which pretty much takes care of a lot of stuff, but I absolutely hate wearing watches. So it doesn't get the love it needs. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff, I just, I just don't track. It doesn't, doesn't really matter to me. Like I have a pretty active job. I do a lot of walking around. And so I don't, you know, it's a lot of walking every day. I don't, I don't need to put in numbers in that. Um, uh, what else do we got here? Uh, running shoes. There's one. I'm a, I've been a fan of minimalist shoes. Uh, I have better luck with minimalist shoes. Uh, right now I got uh Merrill trail glove fives. Those have been working very well for me. I wear them everywhere and I got, I got, I just enjoy them better than, a, than an actual running shoe, so I won't be a much help there. Yoga mat's never a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's just that little extra cushioning between you and the ground is never going to hurt. And uh, one of the other things that someone asked about here was a, a, a bathroom scale, a smart scale. Now, I mine recently crapped out taking three years of measurements with it. <laughs> but I recently was recommended a Renfo. Um, I've been pretty happy with that. It is a bio, Im- what is it? Bio impedance? Impedance. Mm-hmm. Impedance, that guy. It's one of those scales. So you got to kind of take some of the measurements with a grain of salt. But the way I look at it is as long as it's relatively consistent, the accuracy is slightly less important. So I pretty much only step on it for weight. And then uh, I really don't put a whole lot of faith in the body fat and everything else that it spits out. But sure. I've been happy with it. It's a Renfo. Um, I think I spent like under $40 on it. It yeah. pretty much measures everything. They become much more affordable. The The uh, smart scale that I have is a uh, weight gurus uh, brand. I think I got it at target, same amount, 40, $40, $50. I just scan a barcode essentially that it creates with my camera and it adds the information into the chart. And the, the really cool thing is whenever I got my DEXA scan at the beginning of the cut, um, whenever I got my DEXA scan, it uh, actually matched. So my body fat percentage uh, for my overall percentage was like the only difference was maybe like half or a quarter of a percent different uh, compared compared to the advanced uh, DEXA scan. Not that I trust that, especially if I was to be super lean. I'm not super lean yet. Uh, if I was to be, you know, 20% or less that, that I would trust the same, uh, accuracy, but as it is right now, as you said, it's consistent with itself. So as long as I see the motion in the right direction that I want to see, I don't care if, if the percentage is off by two or 3%, I just want it to be the right direction mainly. And so that's, um, 
that's you know that's what I have, and so there are many different uh, versions of those. Some connect via Bluetooth, some via Wi-Fi, where they automatically like phone home as soon as you step on, you know, that type of thing. So all sorts of different options, different price points, but having something that gives you a little bit of information can be very helpful, at least for basic tracking purposes. Um, and uh, so that that's good. Um, I have, at this point, I have that. I have a Bluetooth uh, pulse oximeter, which allows me to test uh, my, my pulse oxygen uh, and that, that connects via Bluetooth to my phone, so I can actually like track that. I have uh, a Bluetooth or yeah, Bluetooth connected uh, a blood pressure monitor, so that you can do that. There's just all sorts of different gadgets and gizmos that you can do that track where you're coming from. Luckily, I don't need those the majority of the time. Like I, I don't, you know, I'm not at a point where I'm constantly having to check those just because I'm on the verge of being sick or something, but it's good to have them around in case something's feeling off or whatnot. You can do a few very simple tests and kind of get some basic things. I nerd out on bio stuff though. So I like that. Stuff, <laughs> uh, if it wasn't obvious already, uh, home gym equipment is a whole different thing. Jim, you, you currently, are you, are you still doing the orange series stuff most of the time or what? No, your- no, my, my workouts consist of driving to work and wishing that I was in a gym at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, let's couch it with what would you like to have at home? Um, I am one who needs the equipment. I am not the body weight guy where it's push-ups, sit-ups, those kinds of things. Uh, jacked up shoulder from a car accident years ago, blah, blah, blah. So um, I've got a couple of um, dumbbells and some other stuff, but it's one of those kind of like the, the keto starter kit. It almost would be like, um, thinking about getting some resistance bands, mm-hmm. uh, the yoga mats, because again, you don't have to use it necessarily for just yoga, but, um, lay something out and, and work out on it, especially if you've got a carpeted floor or whatever. Um, you know, maybe it is a bench system. Um, maybe it is a treadmill. I know that We've talked about it, I think, a couple times, both in the group and on the podcast, um, about the uh, the treadmills and the exercise equipments that exercise equipment that gives you the virtual experience, the pelotons, if you will. Um, you know, if you've got the the bank to do that, that might be the way to go. The thing um, that motivates me is going to the gym. I don't do it at home because I don't do it at home. And that's just a mental thing for me and I should be better about it, but I'm not. So if you are somebody who needs to go to the gym, well, maybe it is um, of setting yourself a new year's resolution that you're going to take the spare bedroom or a portion of the basement or something and make it your spot that you're going to make that where you do your workouts and everything. And you, you go there just like you, go to work, like you go to see your family, whatever the case may be. It's, it's part of your routine. And once you get into that, then away you go from there. So I would say the resistance bands would probably be a good one. Um, those are relatively inexpensive and you can uh, tweak those. You know, you can, if you're standing on them, for example, you can widen your stance to get more resistance, things like that. Um, so that's my starting point on the home gym equipment. Yeah, I, I agree. And I have gadgets and gizmos. Um, 
I have two sets of resistance bands of different variety. I've got the yoga mats. I've got the stair stepper. That's just like a, a little floor mount stair stepper thing. Um, I don't use any of it. It, I totally should. <laughs> um, I think I even have one of those. You can bike, you know, at your, while sitting at your desk type thing. Uh, the problem with that is all of our floors are hardwood. And I don't have anything to like brace it against. So it just kept moving around on me. And so it wasn't worth for me even trying to use it um, for that. So there's a lot of great options out there. Um, we, What's the program called? Again, Zero. Oh, Athlete Next Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's 100% body weight, uh, extremely effective. And you got to buy the program, obviously. But if, I mean, if it's so body is a gift, you would not be disappointed because it yeah. is probably one of the hardest programs I ever run. But I mean, if, if and I was just thinking about this right now as we were talking. Like, if I had to go completely bare bones workout, I just came up with this right now. I would want a jump rope, a yoga mat, and a chin up bar. Mm-hmm. And I could probably take care of everything that I want to take care of in a workout. Uh, just, just with those three items, you can get a lot of mileage out of those three items. And you can do a lot of workouts, get really far without ever having to step foot in the gym if you just have those three things. I agree. I agree. I think the only addition to that that I might do so that you can get some of the auxiliary lifts like, well, not auxiliary, but some of the other large lifts is you can uh, get a set of bands and uh, then you with the right attachments or just handles for the bands, you can actually uh, get your movements like deadlifts and things like that out of it with uh, with some resistance, uh, maybe not necessarily the your recent lifetime PR like you did the other day. Uh, but the, um, the still something. And as we've talked about many times before, whether it's, uh, you know, in the gym or at home, heavy is relative number one. And if you slow, slow a lift down enough, it will be heavy regardless of the weight because you're tasking every single muscle, uh, you're, you're tasking each one, uh, that much more, the slower that you're going with it. So uh, whether it be bands, dumbbells, things like that, it can be as long as you can get a hold of it, which during COVID that's proven to be something interesting uh, to have to deal with uh, because there, it's, there's so many people that have been taking their workouts home. Uh, as long as you can get a hold of the gear, any gear that you can get is going to do do good. On the other side of that, um, we'll shout out JJ. Uh, the maces, the, um, the hammers and the, and the, the, um, um, what's the, the kettlebells. Yeah. Kettlebells. Uh, so the, so maces, uh, hammers and kettlebells are also excellent weights that you can use. And the nice thing about the hammer and, or the maces is that when you're doing those lifts, you're, you're getting that auxiliary, like stability muscle engagement because you've got the weight on one side, but not on the other or that type of thing. So it, it work, it gives you a completely different workout, even at a lower weight, it can still feel very heavy because it's actually tasking more than what you might see. If you have the, um, the, the parallel weight that you might have from a bench press. Uh, we also had that conversation in the group recently regarding bench press versus dumbbells, uh, using a, a barbell or a, a dumbbell and how it engages different muscles and, and things like that. Not to mention it's easier to bail on a, uh, <laughs> on, on a bench movement if you're using dumbbells alone and don't have someone to spot you. 
So definitely some benefits there either way. Yes. I've been stuck under a barbell before. It's not fun. Yeah. yeah I had one <laughs> bounce on my chest at one point. Luckily it wasn't that heavy. Uh, so. You know, one thing that's not on here also, um, have either of you guys ever used TRX bands? Yes. I actually had, I actually, well, not TRX brand bands, but I do yeah. have a, a pair of TRX style bands that I got at Walmart. <laughs> Ain't no judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they work. They're, 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 uh, the key with those is have, being able to mount them mm-hmm. extremely securely. Right. You really, you've really got to be, you know, competent of where you're going to mount those things because you, well, you don't want to be suspending your body weight and then have that thing, you know, rip off the wall on you. But if you can get those things mounted properly on something extremely sturdy, that is a whole nother monster of workouts. Cause now you start bringing like every balancing muscle in and, and the variations you can get, you can get off those things is pretty, pretty intense and insane. Yeah. They, they have those at crunch. Um, and that's been one of those great warm up things because it does, it, it does give you that full body engagement. It gets your core in there because it's not exactly stable as far as the left, right thing. And then when you're pulling yourself on that, whether it be uh, a suspended um, push up or even a reverse push up where you're, where you're like down and pulling yourself up. Uh, it, it's kind of one of those things where it really engages a lot of different things and, and they are very versatile. So that's a, a great call out. They're a little bit expensive to do the, the name brand version, but the, I'm sure that there are other variations like what Berto has from Walmart where they can be really uh, very helpful and easy. And yes, uh, make sure that you're in a stud, please make sure that you're in a good stud uh, when you're mounting. Yeah. And they even come with like a little wedge where you can wedge them around the other side of a door. But mm. the same thing goes, a lot of interior doors are hollow doors. So just, you know, I'm not a big guy and I, and I kind of put them to a light test and it was sketchy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a, a set, one of my sets of uh, resistance bands that we had. Uh, I, I put it in the closet door and I'm like, uh, nope, that's not a secure place. What I ended up doing was, was just moving the secure or that the, the mounting point over closer to where the, the hinges were. And that became more stable instead of being on like the, the doorknob side of it. But most of those come with a, if you're going to use this, make sure that the door is uh, securely locked and if possible, dead bolted <laughs> close so that it's not, uh, not going to just come loose for some reason uh, because that those hollow doors, they can totally do that. So that's uh, TRX bands are, are great um, different option for you. Let's see. Is there anything else? We've definitely had, we've definitely gone, filled, filled an hour at least. So and we've got a lot of good stuff here. Any other things that we need to, to discuss though? Um, I guess I would add, I can't remember if we talked about the blood pressure monitor on here. Um, I've got a family history of cardiac issues and whatnot. And when I turned 40, um, a, a good family friend that worked in cardiac rehab uh, suggested that I go and get a baseline and do all the fun stuff with that and everything. And the cardiologist suggested to purchase a blood pressure monitor. Um, you can buy them. They're not too cheap, but they're not too expensive. Usually 50, 75 bucks gets you a decent one that's battery operated or has a plug in and just kind of monitor that at home. Um, again, if you've had that family history uh, and you're getting into this working out routine and whatnot, um, just be mindful of that. I mean, if you've had past health issues and so on. Obviously, we don't want you to jump in full throttle 
and hurt yourself or do any damage, you know, talk with a doctor, make sure that you're doing things that are right for you. But um, that's a good way to just kind of keep an eye on things. And again, you can track your progress as your health improves, how your blood pressure improves as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think that uh, that's a, a good tool to have in the in the, the toolbox. Mine syncs up with my phone uh, via Bluetooth, but you can get it just a very simple one that doesn't. And just having that, that information available to you really does go a long way. Um, just the little biomarkers, little bio things. Uh, speak, you, we, we talk about we talked about the Apple watch a little earlier, but to kind of ping into that and, you know, full disclosure, everybody knows I work for, for Apple. Um, so you, know, <gasps> you do. Yeah. No! yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a little partial. Um, there are other, you know, I'll be honest. There are other, uh, brands that do similar things, but I, I think that, that in the most recent models, there are some things that are, uh, are, are on the Apple watches that, that are completely unique, that are truly completely unique. And that includes the most recent uh, version of the Apple watch it includes a pulse oximeter that already had the ECG ability, which is kind of the, the, the electrical status of the heart and the nervous system. And then of course it, it's been able to track pulse and motion and motor and that type of thing for a long time. Uh, mine, I've used a third-party application to track my sleep with. So I wear my watch while I sleep and that allows me to see what the quality kind of, of my sleep is. Are you? Uh, <laughs> it's on me all the time unless it's charging. Um, and if, if it could, like if we were to add the, the feature um, of, of being able to, to pull enough of a charge just from moving in a day to charge itself back up. Oh my gosh, we'd have a killer product there uh, yeah. beyond uh, the, the killer status of it already. But the, the Apple watches, the uh, Fitbits and things like that, those are, are becoming very, very legitimate tools yeah, absolutely. Uh, to, to track biomarkers and things like that. Um, for keto, for keto specific things, let's let's mention this here real quickly because people always ask, "Well, how do you track your ketones and things like that?" Again, I'm the nerd that has the tracking methods, so I'll speak to that. But I have a Keto Mojo uh, that does my uh, blood glucose and blood ketone meeting, and that's a fingerprint thing uh, that you can that you can just put in a little stick and and it it uses an enzyme re reaction uh keto coach is another one of those and there's a few on the market uh both keto mojo and keto coach are reasonably affordable and they both have applications now that you can sync with your phone and things like that to, to be able to keep track of those things and that helps you t know how much is in the tank as far as ketones go and the blood glucose uh ability of the keto mojo is is helpful um on that i I'm uh, currently wearing, and, and throughout the holiday season, I, I mentioned it before on the podcast, I'm wearing a continuous glucose monitor, uh, and that helps me be able to keep track of my reactions to different things that I eat, like the Chinese food thing, um, it, and, and see what my response is. Again, biofeedback that, that helps me know what's my body doing right, what's it doing wrong, what you know, what's the surprise element. Uh, you know, is, is One of the things that I'm kind of testing a little bit now that I'm coming off of my cut is uh, energy drinks a little bit here and there and seeing if my baseline uh, glucose level starts to rise a little bit. So far, I haven't noticed much and I'm trying to keep those to a minimum, but I'm not doing a great job of it. Uh, the other thing uh, 
to test ketone levels is a breath ketone meter. There's several on the market like Ketonics. I have a Keto, um, K-E-Y-T-O, uh, breath meter that I got off of a uh, GoFundMe or whatever it was at, at the time. Now it's just publicly available um, for order. In in those tell you how much you're using. Um, it's kind of the exhaust from the car versus and and how efficient you are at using your ketones versus how much is in the tank, which is a good thing to have sometimes. Uh, the the you know and let's get it out of the way. The P strips after like. Three weeks into keto, they're useless. Don't buy them. They're not even, you can tell when you're in ketosis just by how you feel. So don't even worry about wasting that money. Um, I think keto specific tracking tools, I think that's the, the most that I, I have. Um, any other things that you can think of that you've seen used? Are the or Aura ring? Aura ring, yeah. That's another biofeedback thing. And that will help you with not just um, heart rate, but it does uh, HRV, which is a heart rate variability. Uh, that tells you kind of what your nervous system status is. Uh, it gives you, it tracks your sleep uh, patterns and whatnot. And it's this nice, clean, compact, you just wear it on your finger thing. And so that's a, a nice um Op, uh, a nice option if you don't like wearing a watch, but you still want some of that biofeedback. Uh, that's a great option for for those. A lot of people like Danny Vega, and I'm pretty sure I, anybody that's anyone has one is is the idea. I think at this point. So uh, and and they were back ordered for a long while, but I'm I'm feeling like they probably have caught up about. Uh, so that's pretty much everything, right? I believe so. I think we covered a lot. I mean, if you can't find something on your list out of what we've shared, well, there's a problem. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. I think that there's there's something for everybody there on um, every level, whether you're just getting started or you've been doing it for a while. It's it's all there. So I think our uh, thank you to our group members and our Instagram followers for giving us the feedback because it gave us a concise list. We probably could have thought of these things, but we didn't have to. Thanks to you guys. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, so, uh, let, let's recap on the, how you can get a hold of us and how you can follow us and how you can provide your feedback. When we ask for questions, we have all of our links to things like our Instagram, our, uh, Facebook pages, the Facebook groups, everything at the keto Uh, if you have a question, a concern, an idea, Feel free to reach out directly to us. You can do that through our Instagram or through our email, keto man's club podcast at gmail.com. You can send us a text or leave us a voicemail, 512-518-6161. If you, uh, kind of like I alluded to earlier, if you heard something on this podcast that you really like the idea of and you want to give your loved ones ideas for things to get you this holiday season, forward them this episode and hopefully they'll find something on it that they might find beneficial to themselves um, while they're at it. And uh, so share that. And one last thing that I didn't mention earlier is if you could take, uh, uh, well, two last things. Uh, if you would take the time to leave a review or comment on uh, Apple podcast uh, to just help the algorithm put us in front of more people. That's always, uh, that's something that we're always grateful for. 
And one other thing in the exciting news of, of the podcast world is you can now use the Audible app <gasps> no way. to access your podcast. And we are there. I checked it earlier. And I believe awesome. from what I can tell, and it, you may have to do it through the Amazon website to do it, but they have a way to leave comments and ratings as well. So nice. if you are an Audible user and you want to consolidate things and not use 15 different apps or something like that, you might change or, or to change, you know, switch over your, your, um, your subscription to that to follow us there. And then uh, we were f fully up to date on that. So it's not lagging behind or anything like that. And so that's a, a great new feature on a, a new application that we'll have to make sure that we link to on the link tree for people to get access to, because audible is something that a lot of us use to um, read books. That brings me to that. That actually is another gift idea that I totally didn't think about. I know that Alberto and I both read audiobooks quite a lot. And uh, so the option of getting a year's worth of Audible for somebody, that would be a phenomenal gift because there's a ton of ketogenic, uh, ketogenic uh, resources out there available and give you the ability to uh, give, the, give you the ability to, to, read and, and learn in audio whenever you're on the go working out whatever that might be so one last good gift idea is audible um or any audiobook but honestly audible is the place to be uh from everything that i've seen uh i think that's pretty much it right gents i believe so you got it okay very good well this was an excellent re uh excellent episode i Enjoy getting to hang out virtually with you guys as always. Exciting things coming in the podcast world for us here in the near future. Looking forward to all of that and getting to share that with our followers as well. So be uh, on the lookout for some exciting news and some, uh, I believe, the, well, not the next, but maybe the next after that podcast that we'll be recording will be with none other than Dr. Peter Ballerstedt, who is the nice. sod father himself, which is really, really exciting. We're looking forward to getting to chat with him. He is the nicest guy in the world. I, I sat down and had a, a, a chat with him on other things um, recently, and it was just a really cool conversation. So I know that our conversation on the podcast is going to be great. He's got a lot of awesome things to bring to the table, uh, both ketogenically and um, in the uh, – sustainable eating and food and production uh in the world he he's he's the guru on all of that so we're gonna learn a lot so good stuff coming until next week make sure to eat meat lift heavy sleep and repeat
Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.